welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Bow your heads as we pray. Precious Holy Spirit, we just thank you this moment. morning. We thank you for your, the gift of your presence. We thank you for the gift of life. We speak the life of God in this place today. That the word of God will have free cause. In the name of Jesus, lives will be changed and transformed. In Jesus' name, Lord, do what only you can do. Holy Spirit, this moment is yours. In Jesus' precious name. Beyond the words that I will say, Father, let your spirit be impacted. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Glory to God. Every believer has, is saddled with the responsibility of expressing God here on earth. Every believer, everyone that believes, everyone that says, I am a believer, is given that responsibility to express God here on earth. So it means that the level of expression of God is subject to how much of a believer I mean the level of expression of God in an environment in a space is subject to how much a believer is carrying if you walk into an environment and you there are certain places you go to and you just know oh there's a tangible anointing here what it means is that there's someone right there that is expressing God such that it can be felt outside. Such that you can walk into that environment, walk into that space and know that there is something different here. So every believer has that responsibility. So in your office, in your, in your home, in, within your circle of friends, even online when you are chatting with people, in a group that you belong to. The moment you come online. The things you say. The things you begin to talk about. And the way. The wisdom at which you address situations. There is a tangibility of the anointing. That should change the atmosphere. In that place. In that place. So every believer has that responsibility. And God cannot be more God than a believer is willing to express here on earth. God cannot be more God than a believer is willing to express here on earth. So we can, we can now measure that the, if we have a God measuring thermometer and we're measuring the God factor in a space if the God factor reads from 1 to 10 and reads like 8 or reads like 7 then it means that the belief that it doesn't mean that God himself is 7 or 8 it means that the believer there the expression of God in that place through one person is 7 or 8 but that doesn't mean that that's all there is to God that's what I'm trying to say. So every believer has a responsibility. So right here now, there is an anointing gauge of the spirit that is expressive here, which is a result of the collective expression that we all carry in this room. In this room. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. Romans 
The New King James says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Passion Translation says, You are a direct expression of His glory. For we have all sinned and are in, in need of the glory of God. We've all sinned and are in need of the glory of God. So he's saying in essence that the outcome of our error is the fact that a glory was departed. A glory was away. We came short of a glory. That's the outcome of our error. That's the outcome of our sin. That's the outcome of our mistake. That something happened. A glory was fallen short. Okay? So when this happens, what we're saying is that you and I, when we now become born again, what we're saying is that we have now been set free to embrace responsibility to embrace a higher reality to embrace a higher calling that's what happens we've now been set free to that to embrace respons responsibility and then to embrace purpose look at second corinthians 5 and verse 20 passion translation it says we are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of christ to the world as though god were tenderly pleading with them directly through our lips. Through our lips. So God was the one doing the pleading. But through our lips. So we are a carrier and an expression of God. Through the things we say. The things we do. How we act. So you want to know how much of God is finding expression in your home? It's how much of God you are carrying. You want to know how much of God is finding expression in the bedroom? Is how much of God you're carrying. Even if nobody there is saved and you're the only one saved. And you say, God, I don't understand why all these people are not just flowing in the spirit. It is the expression that you're carrying. That is there. So, God is pleading with them as though he's pleading tenderly with them. Directly through our lips. So, we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God and be reconciled to him. So that everything we are doing in the world, on earth, and we're telling people to come back to God and be reconciled to Him, we're doing by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is finding expression through us. So the more response we get shows how much of His presence is finding that expression and touching people wherever they are. And touching people wherever they are. Manifestations of the Spirit. That's what I'm talking about today. Manifestations of the Spirit. We cannot overemphasize the place of the Spirit. Follow me very carefully. We cannot overemphasize the place of the Spirit. In this earth, the Holy Ghost is the one holding things together. Holding everything together. Holding everything together. Let's go to Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. Something happened to a people. beginning something happened to them I need you to follow me very carefully verse 1 now the whole earth had one language and one speech and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east they had found a plain in the land of Shimnar and they dwelt there. Then they said one to another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. 
they had brick for stone and they had asphalt for mortar and they said come let us build ourselves a city and a tower which top is in the heavens let us make a name for ourselves lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth they realized the very interesting thing there is 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 verse 1 it said the whole earth one language and one speech everybody one language one speech everybody was it an afterthought of god to have one language to have multiple languages now was it an afterthought no because we'll read further down and we'll see that god was the one who came down to confound their language right but in the beginning it was not so we didn't have multiple languages we didn't have multiple speech it was one language and one speech everybody speaking the same thing so God realized that look and then they said to themselves let us build a tower that will reach up to the heavens so that we are not scattered abroad but the plan of God from the beginning was what? multiply replenish the earth have dominion subdue it but they came to their own revelation and said you know what there's no point where are we rushing go pardon my grammar let us stay here build the tower that will reach the heavens but that was not the objective from the beginning that was not the plan that was not a thought of god the thought of god was multiply increase have dominion and then look at what scripture said from verse 5 it said but the Lord came down to see the city and tower which the sons of men had built and the Lord said indeed the people are one and they have one language and this is what they begin to do nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them indeed they are one they have one language they have one people one, one speech whatever they decide to do nothing will be withheld from them so what did God do let us confound their language and then they couldn't move any further so we understand that diversity of language is a limitation it's a limitation hear me church it's a limitation it's not progressive check out the world the nations in the world today that speak multiple languages they are the poorest how many languages do they speak in India find out some, from some nations in the world but those of them that have probably just one two three four languages they are the richest So divert, diversity of language was not is not an advantage it's a disadvantage I need to follow me very carefully it's a disadvantage because it wasn't the plan of God from the beginning I'm trying to let you know why it's important the spirit of God manifests through you through one way alone we'll see it at the end of the day it comes through one way when you yield yourself totally to the spirit it comes through one way so the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth and they ceased building the city therefore its name is called Babel because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth that was the first time that God would intervene in what man was trying to do and say that's not the objective that's not the plan to stand here no that's not the plan to stay here the plan 
to expand. The plan is to multiply. The plan is to have dominion. The plan is to move. The second time it will happen again was when the children of um, um, the disciples, when Jesus had died, and then persecution came. At one point in time, they, they gathered themselves in one place and said, no, we are going to stay here. And then persecution came and then they spread around the world to evangelize. Evangelism was not the plan. But persecution was what caused them to spread out. Because Jesus had told them, he said, in Judea, in Jerusalem, and then to the uttermost part of the earth. But they gathered together in one place. And then God sent persecution. And then persecution began to spread them out. What is it telling you? It's telling you and I that the plan of God for us from the beginning is that we have dominion. We multiply, we expand, we move this way, not this way. We feel the earth, we subdue it, we have dominion. That's his plan from the beginning. So the very thing that they ran from was what God came to do. So as believers, we need to come to a point in our life that whenever we read scriptures, we can read beyond the letters to see what the Spirit is saying. We can read beyond the letters and see what is the Spirit behind this thing that is written. 2 Corinthians 3.6 It said, Who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant not of the letter but of the spirit for the letter kills but the spirit gives life the letter kills but the spirit gives life Matthew 22 29 Jesus answered and said to them you are mistaken not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God so when we read scriptures there is a there's an understanding of scripture that helps us to appreciate the power of God there's an understanding of scripture that brings us to a point where we can dissect what the scripture is saying and how the power of God is related. So we are seeing the spirit behind the letter there. We're seeing the spirit behind the letter. The Passion Translation says you are deluded because your hearts are not filled with the revelation of scriptures or the power of God. You know when you when you take a scripture and you read it John 3.16 God so loved the world that he gave his only son whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life the easiest way to understand the scripture is to look at the context that's the easiest way you look at the context and then that's the easiest way to we associate ourselves with God's word we look at the context and then we understand that thing what is being said in that moment within that subject area but that's not all there is to understand scripture. The context alone does not give justice to understanding what God is saying. It doesn't give justice to it. If you stay with context alone, you'll be limited in your understanding of scripture. And you'll be limited in the kind of power that the scripture will generate. So there are other things you need to look at. That's why Jesus said, look, you, you, you don't understand the scripture. You don't know the power of God. So if we take context alone, we are only limiting it to what's being discussed in that subject area. We'll limit it to that alone. But there's, there's principle. There's something called principle in scripture. With this, the principle allows you to take what is being discussed, understand it, and you can apply it somewhere else. You take what is being discussed there, you understand it, and then it's applicable somewhere else. Anytime you see a portion of scripture that seems to contradict itself, what you have understood by that scripture is just the context. Scripture will never contradict itself. But when you understand the principle, you can apply it anywhere else. 
Moses, um, Pharaoh, let my people go. That they may serve me. And then he brought them forth. And then he encountered the Red Sea. And then God said, go forward. The miracle that happened was that they crossed the Red Sea. Am I correct? They crossed the Red Sea. But if you don't understand the principle of God, you will think that the miracle is the fact that, hey, hey, they crossed the Red Sea. But the principle is that a people moved from a point of impossibility to a point of possibility. That's the principle. So anytime you are stuck, you begin to realize that I can move from a point of impossibility to a point of possibility. That's the principle in that scripture. So today, I want to go to Europe and I go and stand over Atlantic Ocean. And I start telling the Atlantic Ocean, move, make way, shift, let me cross, move. And I carry the rod of Moses, move, stretch, move. And nothing happens. And I'm angry with God. What does it make me? I understand the context. And I'm quoting scripture. I understand the context, but I don't understand the principle. The principle there is that I go to the airport. I have my passport. I have my visa. Even if I don't have money and I want to use faith, I understand. But I have my visa. I have my passport. I go to the airport. Without money, I stand there at the airport. I say, God, I don't have money for ticket, but I trust you. I believe you. And I'm praying in the spirit. And I'm speaking in tongues. And someone walks up to me and says, I just feel uh, you need ticket. I say, yes, I need ticket. I have moved from a point of impossibility through the airplane to Europe. That is a move of God. It's not until the Red Sea part that you can call it a move of God. No. I was at the airport in Abuja many years ago. I got stuck. For some reason, I can't remember the scenario that happened. I, got, I just got stuck. I was already at the airport. I wanted to come home. Okay, yes, I went to do a, I went to do a project for um, Dangote Cement Factory. I went to install their fiber optics. So, I, I was on my way back. So, I fell ill many years ago. It just occurred to me now. Many years ago. So, I got to Abuja and I fell ill. Seriously ill. Seriously. After I'd done the project and everything, I fell seriously ill. Um, my friend who was there took me to one hospital in Abuja there. I was there for like two or three days. From the hotel, they carried me from the hotel to the hospital. I spent a lot of money and everything and I got, I got stuck. So, I, I got to the airport. I was going to travel. So my friend was like, how are you going to go? How are you going to go? We've all exhausted our money. And then I said, I'll go. So I got to the airport. While I was there, I was just pacing around. I'm going to travel today. I'm going back to Lagos. 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 I don't know what got into me. I went to the ATM. There's no money in the ATM. I put my card. Check my balance. Zero. I removed it. I was still pacing again. I went back again. Put it. Check my car. So one guy was watching me. After I had moved away from there, another lady came, tried her ATM. I don't know if she withdrew or not. Left. I was still pacing around there. Then the guy came to that ATM machine. I don't know what he pressed. 20,000 came out. And then he came to call me. Oga, I saw you trying to use the ATM. Is that your money? I said, ah, thank you. I just took it, went straight to the, I'm telling you, went straight to the counter, bought my ticket, and I landed in Lagos. Life and direct. It doesn't mean that anytime I want to travel now, I should go and be standing at the airport. No. At that moment, in that time, understand what is happening in that time. Glory to God. Then this premise, embracing the law of premise, knowing who God is. You may not know what God is up to at that moment, but you know what he cannot be up to. You may not understand that, look, this thing happening to you, how does it tell you that God is love? It doesn't look like love to me, no. But you understand the premise that God is love. So I stake my claim on that premise that he's love. 
it may not look fair but the Bible tells me that God is just so when I understand and I stake my claim on the fact that God is just the Holy Spirit can move me from that point into what I should experience because I recognize on the premise that God is just and God is love God cannot lie even if the situation looks as if God is lying. Have you ever read some part of scripture that says, ah God, I've caught you today. I've caught you today. Nobody has seen this thing but I've seen it. Now you are lying. I've read it before. But I said to myself, but God cannot lie. In the sincerity of my heart, I told God, I said, this scripture, ah, I've caught you. You've been hiding it from people but me, I've seen it. You are lying here. And then I said to myself, but you can't lie. If you cannot lie, then there is something I'm not getting right. From there, the Holy Spirit can say, you are coming up. And begin to open your eyes to see what is right about that scripture. So he has moved you from context through principle to premise where you believe some things happen to you. You know that it's not supposed to, but you know that God loves me. God loves me. to me. He loves me. So when you base your premise on that, it's easy for the Holy Spirit to communicate to you. And then there's palliative. Palliative means that God deliberately allows some things to happen. Not because he approved it. But just because in that moment his excellence cannot rub off with your ignorance in that moment his excellence cannot rub off on our ignorance in that moment I'll give you an example I think I've shared this here before USAID an, um, a non-governmental organization in the US that provide aids for mostly African countries and some other countries as well. So they decide that they are coming to um, um, Yobe and they want to give them water, borehole. Are they going to channel borehole? Are they going to channel water from the water plant or water corporation channeling through the pipes or to the houses of the people is that what they will do what would they do they won't even give them the one that you have in your house now with the pumping machine where you just go and switch on and the water is going to the tank they won't give them that what will they give them they will give them the one where what they do am I correct they are pumping they are pumping that other one is not available. No. So it will, they will give them what their infrastructure can handle. So when God gives you what your infrastructure can handle, it doesn't mean that he has given you what is available. No. It's just because your infrastructure cannot handle the excellence that is available. people in those days and God said ah if a thief be caught if this person be caught stone him to death it's not because God was the one that just liked ah, I just like stoning the way he sounds boom 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 on their head is very nice no it's not because he likes stoning stoning was their culture that's what they do so for him to emancipate them it had to be a journey so he just aligned with what was already existing. What was happening at the time. That was their culture. So he aligned. So that's palliative. The availability of God's excellence cannot come down to our ignorance. So he allows certain things to happen. Not because that is his best. No. It's because that's what our infrastructure 
can handle. A few years ago, I was watching the news and I saw that um, somewhere in the north, they were doing youth empowerment. And then they gave these people um, wheelbarrows and they gave them this kit for polishing shoes and all that. And I was vexed in my spirit that how come in 20th century that you are doing youth empowerment and you are giving people uh, cobbler, this thing, and then, and then that's where the Lord began to tell me that their infrastructure cannot handle computer. Is it laptop you want to give them? They don't understand it. Is it that laptop is not available? Laptop is available. But their infrastructure cannot handle it. So you give them what their infrastructure can handle. So sometimes in scripture, that which is available is different from that which is supplied. That which is supplied doesn't mean that it is supplied doesn't mean that that's all that is available. That is supplied does not mean that that's all that is available. No, that's all that is available. So when you are reading scripture and you are seeing these things, you should judge by these things. Judge by them. Judge by them. And then the last one is dispensation. I think I was trying to talk about that earlier. But go to 1 Corinthians 12 because of time. Verse 7. It says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. It means that the presence of the Spirit of God in me should cause me to profit should cause me to make progress should cause me to increase should cause me to multiply so when in Genesis 11 1 and then the Bible says that the whole earth was one language and one speech and in that one language and one speech they could come together and build a tower high up above they could come together, collaborate, imagine, think, be creative and do something great. And then God limited that ability by diversifying their tongues. Guess what happened? In the New Testament, the Bible says that they were all gathered together in one place. And then the Holy Ghost came sat upon each of them and they began to speak in tongues at that moment what happened in Genesis 11 was now reversed that one tongue has now come so every believer everywhere has one tongue tongue of the spirit and through that tongue of the spirit they can create they can imagine they can produce they can increase they can multiply they can change the earth through that tongue of the spirit because in the beginning it was one tongue but now different different languages but when the spirit came one tongue so you and I it's not Igbo it's not Hausa it's the tongue of the spirit because God said that look the people are one they have one language they have one tongue whatever they imagine to do nothing will be withheld from them so now you have the Holy Spirit. One tongue. Whatever you imagine to do. Nothing will be withheld from you. Because it's been restored. It's been restored. So when the Spirit manifests. You are speaking in tongues. You are creating things. You are bringing out ideas. You are bringing out concepts. You are talking to nations. You are attracting ideas from all over the world. You cannot be using the Holy Ghost to do what people are using sense and common reasoning to do. No! The Holy Ghost is not to believe God for a shoe. No! The Holy Ghost is to believe God for ideas that will make a factory, that will create shoes for the world. You can't believe God for a shoe. So everybody, I mean, imagine you want to buy a shoe. You go outside. Price the shoe. How much? Say thirty thousand. Eh? Okay. He now goes. Okay. 
this your grass is very is full I'll clear it for you two times a week for 5,000 naira. he said eh sure you take 4-5 okay no problem he goes there tell the other one this your uh, rubbish here I'm going to pack it for you twice a week you pay me 3,000 he said okay no problem he goes there strike another deal he's using sense to buy the shoe but you the Holy Ghost is what you are using to buy the same shoe that they are using sense and common sense to buy. You don't know what you have. You have a power instrument. You cannot be accessing the same thing the world is accessing with the Holy Ghost. No. Common sense will do that. Thinking will do that. But when it comes to the Holy Ghost, you are asking for the cure of coronavirus. When it comes to the Holy Ghost, you are asking for the cure of cancer. When it comes to the Holy Ghost, you are asking for breakthrough ideas that when they apply it in the company, boom! When it comes to the Holy Ghost, you are asking for ideas that when you do the patent, is to go and sit down for the rest of your life. I was talking to a friend yesterday. I said, if the person that discovered the internet had patented the world will be borrowing money from that person. So when is the manifestation of the spirit? It is beyond what senses are accessing. When is the manifestation of the spirit? It's beyond all these mundane things. No. We cannot be using the same Holy Ghost to access what intelligence and market penetration and, and simple market survey or, or, or customer relation can access. No. We can't. Say, what's your goal? By believing God who have been praying in the spirit. What's your goal? So that you can just buy a suit. <laughs> Do you know what's called in economics? It's called labor loss. Labor loss. Somebody is using a finger to lift this thing. And then they call you to lift it. You say, ah, I need a tractor. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Say, lift this thing. Somebody comes with his finger. That finger is thinking. That finger is ideas. That finger is just simple customer service. Then they call the believer. He comes. Ah, see, I should leave this thing. Leka, inkaba, to sakata. You are wasting the power. That's not what it's for. It's labor loss. It's labor loss. It's labor loss. That's not what God has called us for. That's not what he has called us for. The power you are exerting is too much for the goal. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. That's why it appears to be like our angels are, are tired. They are sleeping. There is no battle to fight. There's no battle. They have dropped their swords. And Angel Gabriel said, ah, ah, all three of you that we assigned to Mr. Lagwaja, what happened? He said, ah, Angel Gabriel, forget. He doesn't have any goal. He said, ah, but he's been praying every day. Ah, he's only asking for shoe. Shoe, shoe, just shoe. Ah, but he's been fasting. Ah, he's been fasting for one shirt. Ah, but he's been giving and been... I said, no, it's just for one suit like that. I'm telling you. So nothing to pursue. The angels are just there. Nothing to chase after. No goal, no dream. Nothing that is keeping you awake at night. Say, ah, no. Ah, leka, umba, gayata. And you are praying. Why? Because there's something that the governor needs to turn because of you. There's something that because of you, Buhari will not be able to sleep. Because there's a document on his table. An idea that will change the world. That's when angels go to battle. That's the power instrument we have. So when the spirit manifests, 
It's not so that we can buy shoes and buy cars and buy houses. No. We can change our world. We can change our world. Things can happen beyond us. Things can happen beyond us. And when you say you are relevant, it's not about your output. It's about how how feelable are you in the system? How is the system looking at you and because of you they can't sleep? Because of you they are having headache. Because of the thoughts and ideas that are coming out of you. You say something once, make one statement in your bedroom and your MD cannot sleep. No, he's doing it so that when he speaks, they hear. When he opens his mouth, they listen. I'm going for a job interview. It's not so that they will employ me. It's so that when I stand there, they will see what they have not seen before. They will know that this person carries something that will be important for this organization. I went for one interview. I was going to spend one hour. I ended up spending the whole day. After I met with the HR and I spoke, HR said, never a man spoke like this man. She went to call three other people. Say, come, let's interview this guy together. And I sat down. They interviewed me. They said, we're not the only one that we hear this. They went to call the partner. It was a law firm. They went to call the partner. Went to call the partner. Say, come on here. Sit down. I was just meant to have one interview that day and then they would decide and go. I ended up the whole day there. From downstairs, they took me up to the fourth floor or so. Took me there. Opened up the conference room. They arranged a meeting that they did not plan for. I asked the HR, but I just wanted to spend one hour. She said, no. With the way I've spoken with you, please, I just want to arrange all this interview because I don't know when all these people will be available again. With what you said, me, I'm okay. But I need them to be okay. So I arranged with everybody there. Met with them. Settled the whole process. Stand to your feet, church. There's a power that you carry. The more spiritual you are, the more feelable you should be in the system. The more spiritual you are, the more the world should feel you. They should have that impact. They should know that someone is there. Someone is around. They should know. They should know. Ephesians 3.20 Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all these things we're talking. I'm reading Passion Translation. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Kai. He will outdo them all. His miraculous power constantly energizes you. So what you should ask God is to install within you the capacity to receive these things. The capacity to receive these things. Because he's saying that God can do infinitely more above, far and beyond. It's not like it's not available. It's available. But your infrastructure cannot handle it now. 
to watch out what your, your prayer should not be that install in me a capacity to handle these things because when these things happen like this we think that God is not God God cannot do great and mighty things but he can he can he can he can it is the capacity for us to receive these things that is lacking capacity have you been blessed this morning lift your hands to heaven I just want you to pray one prayer spirit manifest spirit manifest no more limitations no more limitations when I speak in tongues I speak in tongues with accuracy when I speak in tongues I speak in tongues with precision when I speak in tongues, I speak in tongues with a definite goal in mind. Knowing what I'm meant to do. Targeted. 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 Not beating around the bush. Spirit manifest. It's available. It's there. It's available. It's there. It's there. Spirit manifest. Spirit manifest. Spirit manifest. Spirit manifest. Spirit manifest. You have what it takes. It's one tongue. It's one language. You've been restored to it. You have it in the Holy Ghost. When you engage the supernatural, the world should feel you. Fear should come and bow to your wisdom. Fat smells should come on you and bow to your wisdom. The governors should want to sit you and bow to your wisdom. Your bosses at work should, should invite you in your time and bow to your wisdom. Because your time is up. Because your time is up. Because your time is up. It's not just my experience that we that we have the Holy Ghost. No, it's a power instrument. It's a power, 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 power instrument. Yeah. 
one thing, oh God, that everyone under the sound of my voice will never remain the same. That from today they will massage the strength and the power who they have in rule and conquer their world and rule their world and have dominion everywhere they find themselves. That from today new thinking, new thoughts, new ideas, Breaking thoughts and ideas from today. I ask in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Celebrate Him. Put your hands together. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.